Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. This is the start of a whole new connected arc. We probably don't have a title for it yet, do we? Well, no, because, I mean, normally I will tell you what movie I've based the arc <laughs> yes. off or what game. Like, we've had Luigi's Mansion, we've had Back to the Future. I have been cagey about what the theme of this one is, which has made getting a theme song and a title hard. <laughs> Well, I'm sure by the end of the episode, everybody will know. And I'm sure we already have a title when we actually release the episode. So look at your at the title of this episode. It's that. Welcome to the new arc. Uh, every episode, we have guests on to play through a tabletop escape room that Danny has designed. It exists purely in her mind uh, and in the hearts of all the listeners. And this episode, we have some uh, lovely guests that we're very excited to run through a room. We have Justin and Travis McElroy. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having us. It's us, the two best brothers. Is this a puzzle? You have to tell me if that's a puzzle. It is a puzzle, but you failed already. I'm ah, so sorry. Oh, well, thanks this for having me, guys. It's been great. Uh, uh, everybody has a podcast except you. Our book about podcasting is out in stores now, <laughs> and we'll catch you next time. I don't know if you guys have a sign-off, but, uh, but uh, we'll catch you next time. It's fine. So for people, I'm, I'm, I'm sure most people listening to this probably do know who you are, but do you want to go through the stuff that you do we online? We are um, podcasting brothers with our third brother, Griffin. Uh, he's the youngest one. I'm the oldest one. Travis is the middle. We uh, have done an advice show for like 11 years now called My Brother, My Brother and Me. Damn. We do a D&D actual play podcast called The Adventure Zone that we've adapted into a series of graphic novels. My wife and I do a medical history podcast called Sawbones. Travis and his wife do a uh, um, etiquette podcast called Schmanners. And then we have other, you know, we've done some like, uh, <laughs> where we wrote a book that is going to be out January 26th, unless we're past that, that date. Well, already, I don't know how time zones now. work. I don't know how oh, time yeah. zones and work. It might already be the 26th in Australia. <laughs> I have no idea. Actually, this episode will come out on your 26th. Yeah. Oh, okay. my God. That's perfect. That's, Go to your local bookstore and buy Everybody has a podcast except you. I knew there was a reason we were doing this show. That's our book. <laughs> Catch it. We'll be referencing it a lot. I, I, I'm going to try to use it to solve a lot of puzzles. Uh, but just, no, we do that Just stuff have it open do, next to you. I don't know. Voice acting and other, other stuff. Um, we made a... a a short run television show. Some might call it a mini series of yes. My Brother, My Brother and Me. There were six episodes before the network it was on died. And we do YouTube stuff and <laughs> yeah. garbage. Every, a lot of you, internet stuff. Just pick a website. Yeah. It'll be McElroy's there. Just Google McElroy. It's going to be fine. I don't You'll know if we all. have. There's this manufacturing company that uh, until recently had the Google. Yeah, McElroy Manufacturing is still has the Google <laughs> juice. But other than that. Well, McElroy Metal. But then after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you spell it with an Solid I instead three. of an E, I think there's a golfer that you're going to probably find out. Oh, about. yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Oh, let's hope he doesn't start a podcast. Mm. Um, so every time we have guests on, we always ask the same sort of questions, uh, though you've already sort of uh, answered some of them, which is this is a show about escape rooms. Uh, so what is your escape room experience? I have done a lot of escape rooms. Uh, my friend Adel Rafai and I, uh, we, we do a lot of conventions, and we both uh, love doing escape rooms. And so we tend to, when we are uh, in a different city for a live show or a convention, attempt to find a highly rated escape room nearby, and then we go and do it, and we drag along whoever we can with us. 
Lovely. Now, Adel has been on this show. Yes. So we'll be we'll be comparing notes, and uh, and I can give you a rating at the end, a a, a, a better or worse than Adel rating at the oh, end. Oh boy. Okay. Perfect. okay. <laughs> and Justin, uh, similar to Travis, less uh, uh, I do a lot with my wife. Sydney is much smarter than I am, and and we have done a lot of escape rooms uh, in our area and when we're traveling out and about and uh you know obviously haven't done one for a little bit well with the ongoing unpleasantness um mm-hmm. but uh yeah i i my f- a fair number a do- around a dozen a dozen see that'll be fine uh <laughs> and you'll then do the, fine and then the second question we asked people the one that you've already semi-answered is because we're across between escape rooms and tabletop role-playing tell us a bit about your tabletop role-playing experience it's a lot man we could be funny here and say none but it's too much. Be funny. Uh, so we've done, I guess, two or three or four, depending on how you count it, different like storylines in Dungeons and Dragons. And then we've done other games in other game systems for the Adventure Zone. Things like, uh, what's the one, Trav? Honey Heist? No, 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 no. What, what, fate. The Fate system. Fate. We, we did the Fate for, system. I, we've created some. I created one called Lords of Crunch that's based on... <laughs> Um, lasers Cereal. and feelings, oh. and we've done lasers and feelings games. <laughs> yeah, we've done a lot of tabletop. We games. created another one from scratch called Dadlands, and another one called uh, oh, Four right. Sherlock Holmeses and a Vampire, <laughs> who is one of the aforementioned vampires. I believe no. is the full title. Four Sherlock Holmes <laughs> and a Vampire, who is one of the aforementioned Sherlock Holmeses. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So oh, f- it's yeah. about four different Sherlock Holmeses solving a mystery, and one of them is a Dracula. <laughs> And uh, that one was to... a hell of an experience. Yeah, that was quite a listen. It's quite a it's quite a it, now we didn't we actually didn't create that game. We just conceptualized it. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't develop uh, it. Yeah. Well, this is going to be very much like those, except simultaneously more and fewer rules. Fewer rules in that there really aren't any more in that I can say no a lot more than a regular GM can. OK. OK. All right. We're ready to get going. Yes. Oh, yeah. We are ready to get going. Do you have a pen or pencil and paper? I have my favorite writing utensil, the Sharpie, which is the least. Oh, lovely. Because you know what? <laughs> if I'm going to commit to something, I'm committing wholeheartedly with this Sharpie. Yes. I, you are much better at this than some of our friends who, in quote, do not have paper in their houses. Oh, yes, really? that has been an issue before. <laughs> All, All right. right. Let's get started. <clears throat> You give your game master an apologetic smile. Uh, I'm sure they'll be here soon. The GM, whose name badge says Brian, nods without really looking at you. And, well, you know he's heard this a thousand times. You've never felt more uncomfortable sitting alone on an escape room lobby couch. No sounds except your own awkward attempts at conversation and the clock tick ticking your allotted time away. And you're not even allowed to start because your two teammates have not arrived. You resist the urge to bite your nails. Your mother did everything she could to rid you of the nervous habit when you were a teenager, always telling you how ugly it made your hands look. But the compulsion is still there. If they take much longer, you definitely won't finish, Brian warns. You wish he had another team to watch on his monitors so you didn't feel so judged. You're the one here on time. He should know you're the good one in your team. You are 12 minutes into your booking. And then... The chimes above the door ring, and your team steps through. Whew. We kill Brian. Relaxed. Yeah, I stab Brian. <laughs> I don't like Brian. 
Oh, Brian's dead. Brian's a demon. Oh. Go on. Continue from there. Okay. <laughs> We can make this work. You have solved my puzzle. <laughs> there is no escape room. <laughs> the hell. So your team walks in and they are as relaxed as can be. They even stopped for coffee. They've got Jim Gordon coffee cups in their hands. And you want to snap at them. You want to yell that they're ruining the experience before it even begins. But you can't. Of course you can't. Because one of them is your boss. Mm. <laughs> You're here at Escape is Impossible for a work-mandated team-building exercise, and you were lucky enough to randomly draw Mr. Howe as a teammate. And the other one joining you is Ginny, who works in sourcing, with whom you've spoken maybe three times in your six years at the news station. Both of them study your expression, searching for some sign that you're annoyed with them. But no, no way. You plaster a big smile on your face. You won't give them anything that means they could put not a team player on your next evaluation. At long last, the struggling-to-survive Brian gives his opening spiel. <laughs> Bleeding from stab wounds. Yeah. Mercifully truncated. You can bring okay, him okay. back from the dead if you want to make him a zombie. That's fine. <laughs> oh, man. you got to do my zombie voice now. I haven't practiced. You, you have a zombie voice? Oh, boy. Going back a few years. <laughs> this room is Alice through the looking glass themed. You have a goal. It's to slay the Jabberwocky. He's been terrorizing the inhabitants of the land. Now, you know, uh, don't break stuff, don't climb on furniture, etc., etc. And yeah, he says, etc., etc. And the room sounds like it could be cool and it's got really good ratings, but now you're going to have to rush it. Ginny's already checking her watch, like now she's in a hurry. So the three of you get ushered into the Alice room and, oh, it's so pretty! Oh, the whole floor has a chessboard pattern. The entire north wall opposite where you entered is a mirror. There are two large fake trees side by side in the middle of the room. A dining table against the right wall. The east? East. That, yes. I, I interchange them. Okay, got just it. Just to keep you on your toes. And a waist-high cabinet on the left wall. There's uh, something big and round on top of that left wall cabinet. And oh, it's a Humpty Dumpty doll. You turn around and you see three clocks above the door. Over in the bottom left corner, the southwest corner, there is a torn poster stuck to the wall. Brian haggardly closes the door and wishes you luck. Sweet, says Ginny. Someone help me climb one of those trees. I think there's something hidden in the light fixture. And meanwhile, your boss, Mr. Howe, is already exploring extremely intently. Uh, in fact, he's down on all fours and he's not only touching everything, he also seems to be sniffing things. You have a feeling this is going to be a long 48 minutes. And now you can start asking questions. <laughs> what time are the clocks set to? You take a look at those clocks. So they're all three clocks, high but not unreachable. You have to look pretty closely to see exactly what they're set to. The first one, 11.14. Is it, with, is it digital or analog? Analog. Okay. Now, the third one is set to 5.19. The middle one, it's not set to anything. Its hands have been removed and are sitting on top of it. And Ginny sees you looking at that middle clock. Oh, sweet. Can you reach those hands? Bet I could pick some locks with them. You ignore her. Oh, come on. Can I kill Jenny? Not yet. Not yet. I'll save no. that. No more killing. Yeah. 
You put your weapons in the locker at the start. <laughs> yeah, they make you put them away. Your phone, your swords. It's, it's a terrible. problem with Australian escape rooms. That would never happen in an American escape room. <laughs> Everybody gets their weapons. <laughs> oh, incidentally, I should probably uh, specify, you two are merged into one being for this room. Okay. I assume. My dreams have come true. Now, Justin, you ask a question. I'm just going to start doing things. Uh, I'm going to mm -hmm. take the hands right. off the clock. Inventory. Um, yeah, great. Okay. I have two clock hands. Um, try putting the hands at 923. Okay. I do that. Ooh. Or excuse why me, 924. Ooh, why 924? Well, uh, nope. All that's wrong. Hold on. <laughs> 1124. Eleven twenty four. Why eleven twenty four? Well, the difference between eleven fourteen and five nineteen is six hours and five minutes. So I wanted to add another six hours and five minutes to the middle clock oh, to make that the third crafty. time. You do that, and as far as you can tell, nothing happens. Uh, good gravy. Okay. That's good thought, Trav. What can you tell us about the ripped poster? So that poster, or the top half of it anyway, the bottom is all ripped away. It looks like it's designed to look like 100-year-old propaganda. It's got bold black font, and it's got the words, prostrate yourself before the Red Queen. And there is an image of the Red Queen chess piece's carved painted face looking out over something, her subjects, her lands, whatever is in the bottom half of the poster that you can't see. You stretch your mind a bit to remember. Okay, wait, hold on. What was in Alice in Wonderland? What was in Alice through the looking glass? Looking glass, yeah, that was the chess one. Okay, what was in that one? <laughs> oh, I hope we're not supposed to know. Oh boy. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> All good. Uh, I'm gonna open the cabinet. So this is a very pretty cabinet. Sort of reminds you of like where the mini bar would be in the fanciest hotels. Humpty Dumpty's legs hang over the front and the whole thing, sadly, is locked with a small padlock. I am going to knock Humpty off the top. I want him to More have- More than fair. Have him a great fall. So, as you swipe him aside, ooh, actually, as you do that, before you look back at him, uh, just on the wall behind where Humpty was sitting, you see a little tiny camera, presumably one that the GM, Brian, is watching you through. Or would be, were he alive. With a spirit of Brian to yeah. observe you. <laughs> All right, now that Humpty Dumpty that you knocked over, it lands on the floor with a bit of a clunk, but he doesn't shatter. And you're a little bit surprised at that looking at him closely because you can see and feel little lines all over him. He is a 3D puzzle. And you do see there are a few pieces on his back missing. There are some colourful words printed on there with some gaps due to those missing pieces, but there aren't many, so you could probably make it out. And you get started but you don't even get through the first word before you feel someone's breath on your neck. Oh, what's this? Uh, it's Mr. Howe. Oh, a good old-fashioned jigsaw. Well, I'm quite an expert, you know. Come now, let's start all over again and do it together. And before you can protest, he picks up Humpty Dumpty and doesn't just knock him to the floor, actively smashes him onto the floor. And all of the carefully, purposefully placed pieces of the jigsaw that were meant to make this an easy puzzle are now scattered over the floor. You scream internally, and you walk away before you might say something to your boss that you regret. <laughs> and you know what? He can do it. Whatever. Maybe by the time you find those missing pieces, he'll have undone his own damage. 
So for now, maybe it's best to keep looking at other things before he and Ginny get their hands on them too. Who knows what damage they've already done. Travis, it's your turn. No, wait, you just knocked no. Humpty Dumpty down. Yeah, no. Uh, I want to <laughs> investigate those two trees a little bit more. All right, so they're clearly styrofoam, but they're pretty well made, considering. They look like big oaks, and they stretch almost all the way to the ceiling. There's something a little uncanny about them, and you can't quite put your finger on it. Oh, but no, that's it. They're, they're just, they're identical. 100% identical twin trees. Uh, they have the same positioning of branches, same cracks near the roots, even the same huge hollow in the trunks. Ooh, and there is something hanging over the highest branch of each of them as well. A small sign with big, bold black letters that says, Home of Insubordinate Knaves. Can we look in the hollows of the tree? Which tree would you like to look in? I am going to look in the left one. You poke your head inside and you peer in the darkness. All right, there's nothing at the bottom of the tree hollow. But when you twist your neck up as far as it will go, you spot some glow-in-the-dark letters up high in the tree. They say, look under table. And there's a little sticker of a fat little man with the word dumb on his collar. Ah, oh, this right. Through the looking glass, that's the one with Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Gotcha. Before I do that... Well, let's look under the table. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, okay, no, no, we will forget. Let's look in the other tree. <laughs> yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> All right. You attempt to do exactly the same thing in the right tree, but uh, this one you bump your head. It's dark enough that you couldn't tell, but it looks like half the space is blocked off by a speaker built into the tree. Eh, maybe important later. There is nothing else in here. There is a little glow-in-the-dark figure of another chubby man with the letters D on his collar this time, mm. but that's about it. Okay, now, yeah. Now let's look under the table. <laughs> All right, you get down on your knees and you crawl over to that dining table and you poke around the underside and you find uh, uh, no nothing. Nothing on the floor, nothing on the legs, nothing on the underside. What? Well, that's not how an escape room is supposed to work. They're not supposed to lie to you. And this is a highly regarded room. That doesn't seem right. Is the... Top of the table affixed to the bottom of the table? It is, yes. Look under the table. Okay. You feel confused and disappointed. Yeah, but how do I feel in the escape room? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, okay, put a pin in that. It just said under the table, right? It didn't specify? True. But I, this is that the only is table. That is the only table, only though. Table, I'm assuming. Anything under the legs of the table? No, this is really annoying. That is annoying. Like, you are certain that you have looked at every inch of it. Okay, can we talk to Brian? I just want to ask, like, is this right? <laughs> are we doing it, Brian? Sorry we killed you. You hear through a speaker that you can't see, and it goes, uh, everything was reset correctly in this room. Okay, okay. all right, Brian. Hey, Justin, um, you play chess yeah. a lot. Which square yeah. does the queen go on? If we're looking at the mirror, <laughs> like, that's the opposite side of the uh, board. In addition, thank God, I do not require you to know okay. chess. Well, because okay, we good. haven't done anything with the mirror yet, right? And True. so my thinking is if we're looking at a mirror, there has to be something to do with like reflection or like seeing the other side of something. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know practically how we would apply that yet, but I'm sure that you're correct. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you, you know what I want to try? Uh, this is probably dumb, but... I want to let I want to lay down in front of the torn poster and see Ooh, okay. and like at that at that level 
something in you like makes you feel like this is a good idea, but for whatever reason, maybe it's just not the right application, not the right time, you're not sure, but nothing happens as a result. Okay. Okay, so we have the cabinet that is locked, right? Won't open. Yeah. We have the poster that is torn. Uh, can we move that poster, by the way? Look behind it. You can, but there's nothing there. Okay. Uh, we have the clocks. You have the hands of which, and mm-hmm. it feels like uh, we got 11, 14, 5, 19, and blank. Mm-hmm. There is still a good handful of stuff that you can take a look at closer before feeling like you're trapped in. Oh, no, there's something I've got to solve, and I don't know it. Okay. Can we examine um, the mirror? Yeah, absolutely. So it's really broad. It reflects everything in the room, every tiny detail. Not that it will do you too much good because it's a warped mirror. Nothing is the right size. Your hands are distorted to the size of beach balls. Your head has the dimensions of a peach. And what's that in the middle of your chest? Oh, no, sorry. It's just a it's just a teeny tiny camera stuck on the mirror. Can I take the camera off? The camera doesn't come off, but you can definitely look at it closer. So it's quite tiny, but of course it's sitting on this warpy mirror. So it definitely looks a bit bigger. Uh, and you also see drawn onto its teeny tiny side, there's a little gamma symbol. Again, doesn't matter how well you know a gamma symbol, just know there's a gamma symbol. Can we check the one that was behind uh, Humpty Dumpty to see if there's a symbol on that one as well? You absolutely can. There is a symbol on that one, and uh, stretching your memory, that's a beta symbol. Can we take the clocks off the walls? No, they are stuck to the walls. Can you tell me more about the table? We just looked underneath it, but like, does it have drawers? Is it a single piece, or yeah. what's the deal? It doesn't have drawers, but it does have a very fancy spread on top of it. Oh, so okay. in the center, there is a tall platter covered in whole oysters. I mean, fake, obviously, but they look pretty real. Uh, they've got everything except for the smell. You do a quick count of the shells, and you see that there are 40 oysters altogether. Surrounding the platter, there are three glistening silver plates, each with a word etched into its rim. One of the plates has the word walrus. Another beside it has the word carpenter. And then the third one has the word jabberwocky. Can we move the oysters? Yes. I want to pile all the oysters on the walrus plate. Walrus, yes. That's only fair. Uh, nothing seems to happen as a result of that, but you imagine that the walrus would be very happy. When we move the oysters, can we see anything on the platter? Not nothing exciting. Anything boring. Uh, like the news. <laughs> Is Are the plates fixed to the table? No, they aren't. You can take and move them around. You suspect Ginny might try to steal one of them after because they look kind of fancy. Nice. Is there anything underneath them, the plates? No, nothing underneath okay. them. Okay, I'm going to get under the table and then look at the mirror. There is nothing that you can see. Even when looking in the mirror, you can see yourself. You're super weirdly warped, but it still doesn't seem to be giving you any new clues. This is the worst. Uh, As soon as you get under the table onto and start crawling around, you see Mr. Howe from the other corner looks at you and gives you a thumbs up and says, Ha ha! A man after my own heart! (laughs) And just scanning the room from under the table, can we see anything? Nothing particularly new. You can get get a better look at the floor, I suppose. 
So, you know, check black and white, but, you know, no other pieces except for the three of you. So you sort of look around. Ooh, and actually you do notice something about the floor now that you're down close to it. Um, there are a couple of things. First of all, right sort of in the center of the room, right by the trees, there is a tiny camera embedded into one of the black squares. That was super hard to see. And second of all, some of the squares off near the top of the room have some narrow sort of slits in the lines separating them. They're not huge. They might be deep, you can't quite tell. They're definitely noticeable though. And have an image just to show where those are. Oh, I wasn't prepared. I forgot there was an image. I wasn't prepared. While you pull that up, what symbol is on that camera? You take a look at the floor camera. It's got a little delta written on it. Delta. I don't know what any of this means, but it's I got a lot written down oh, yeah. here. You're getting the information. That's all that counts right now. I've just put a link uh, in the chat that you can click and see the image of the floor. And for anyone at home, that image is linked below. So you shouldn't. You can click on it and check it out. Unless you're driving, don't do that. Okay, are the trees climbable? Possibly. You do know that escape room etiquette and Brian told you not to climb on things. Wouldn't bother someone like Ginny, who has no problem breaking the rules. <laughs> but you see no particular need to. Okay, this isn't something I would normally ask in an escape room, but since we can't actually see it, are there any like mm -hmm. visible things we haven't investigated yet? Hmm. Yes. <laughs> but like what? If I'm looking around, oh, uh, you know what? Let me investigate the door that we came through. Yes. yes. Absolutely. just jumping into the middle of the show to talk about three interesting things. So the first is that Danny and I were just, as in I think released the same day as this episode, maybe a day before, uh, on an episode of Finish It Again. We've been on Finish It before uh, and we had a lot of fun coming back to do another episode of Struggle Down Under, uh, reading through the Choose Your Own Adventure book set in Australia, uh, but written in the 80s. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, so go and listen to that. It's our second uh, read through with Matt and Chris Yule, the guys who host Finish It, who you've heard on this show before, if you've listened to this show before. Uh, so go check that out. It's a really fun bonus episode we did with them. There's a link in the show notes below. Uh, another project I'd like to uh, sort of introduce to you is that I, Bill, am part of a new audio drama anthology series that is being released. Now, I don't have all the details on hand, but I do know that you can go and watch a trailer for that series right now. There is a link below, or you can find it by Googling Someone Dies in This Elevator. It's a really fun show. I do one episode called The Boardroom, and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, it's a really interesting show, so you should go and check it out. There are lots of different uh, people who've written their own episodes, including former guest of the show, Erin Kian. So go and check that out as well. And lastly, we just wanted to mention, uh, Danny and I recently played a prototype version of a game that I'm, is not fully released yet called Mother of Frankenstein. It's made by the people from Hatch Escape who run Lab Rat in LA, which is one of our favorite escape rooms we've ever done. Uh, we played through this game and we absolutely loved it. It's got physical puzzles and poetry and weird things and it's all about Mary Shelley and it's a phenomenal game. So there's a link below as well to that so you can check it out, you can pre-order it. Uh, it comes with our wholehearted recommendation. It was so much fun. All right, those are the three things. We'll let you get right back into it. Bye. At first glance, the back of the door looks perfectly normal. 
But then, maybe from when you were under the table, you notice the light catches a section of it strangely. You move around a bit and you realize that when you look at it from a particularly sharp angle, there's some near invisible ink on it that becomes suddenly visible. Some of it's smudged, like someone has clumsily wiped their hand over it. You give a dirty eye to Ginny. But you can still read the whole thing. Just a tiny little rhyme, two lines. To get the greatest look at you, from large to smallest I shall view. Okay. And the ink has a tiny tinge of colour to it too. The top line, to get the greatest look at you, is in green, and from large to smallest I shall view is in red. Ooh, and speaking of red, from the very top of the door, you spot a little flash of red. One more tiny camera. And what's that camera have on it? This one. Thank God you've been missing this one. It has alpha. So we currently have alpha, beta, gamma, and delta. I'm going to... Let's move uh, and look into alpha and then beta. Wait, no. From gamma to delta to beta to alpha. All right, so you try to take a look. Now, these cameras are super tiny. So sort of trying to peer and eye in them, you don't actually see anything inside the cameras themselves. I'm not trying to see anything. I want them to see me. Ah, okay. Well, if they indeed are Brian's cameras, rest assured, he can see you very well. But, yeah, nothing particularly happens. All right. Justin. That first part was in red, right? First part was green. The first part part was red. Uh, no, the first part was green, the second part was green. red. Green, okay. You give a sigh, not really feeling like you're making any progress, and you just sort of look over at your teammates. Ginny is lying against one of the trees, and how is he's abandoned the puzzle, apparently. He's back on all fours like he was at the start, just crawling around. Is there anything under the cabinet? Or is there just sitting No, there's the no space under the cabinet, yeah. Okay. I want to try to put one of the clock hands in the slots, see if they fit. Uh, the floor holes? Yeah. Yep. The it weird looks floor like... holes, it says <laughs> in the diagram. It would fit more than easily. In fact, you are quite sure if you put it in there, it would be lost forever. <laughs> We'd get to go home, though, which would be nice. Is it, uh, is it plate-sized, these holes? Not plate-sized. It's maybe a bit... <laughs> Yeah, Do they hand, match any of the things that we've sized. seen in the room? They're hand size. Let's hand reach size? in them. You reach in them, but yeah, <laughs> okay. hand size is hand a... width, hand <laughs> length, but not width, or okay. width but not length. Your hand will get stuck. Okay. Okay. And the pad. Can you tell me about the padlock on the cabinet? It looks like it just requires a simple small key. A key. Okay. Are the hands on the um, first and third clocks? Are those movable? No, those are fixed in place. They are not moving. They seem to be stuck down. Is this the point where we can start yelling for clues or where are we at here? <laughs> as, you, as, you, as you're standing there searching at the cabinet, you feel uh, Hal bumps into your shins and he looks at you and he says, Come on, we've got to be more efficient. I'm already on my second search of the floor. Thanks, Mr. Howe. <laughs> you know, the real escape is the friends we made along the way. Did I, did I solve it? Yeah. That was it? Okay, great. That's it. You're out. Brian opens the door and says, that's it. You win. My boy, you've won. My boy. 
<laughs> Don't you tease me. Justin, any thoughts? Okay, so here's what we don't have. We don't have puzzle pieces for Humpty Dumpty. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We don't have the key for the cabinet. We don't have a solution for the, the clock hands. We do have a, some puzzles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a, a rhyme. We have some uh, oysters. We have, we have You've some hit oysters. the point where you found like all most of the clues to things and most of the puzzles for things, and it's just the solutions that haven't been found yet. <laughs> okay, can <laughs> can we put together the Humpty Dumpty if Mr. Howe abandoned it? Can we do it? At this stage, you try, you get started, but it's much harder when you aren't when you know that you're currently missing pieces as well. Okay, so just making right. it a lot harder to know where things are supposed to go. So you feel it'll be worth waiting. So, Trav, what are the most likely things that we can interact with, right? We don't have a key for the cabinet. Uh-huh. We have the clock hands, and we have a clock without hands. So it feels to me like if we could figure out where to put those clock hands, that's where we would put them on the clock. That feels okay. to me like we have mm. the key and the lock at the same time. <laughs> yes. And the fact that she just laughed in that little wise chuckle makes me think that I am <laughs> either quite correct or quite wrong. Uh, we also have the four cameras at the four, uh, more or less, four different directions. I think we're missing one camera. If this makes sense, if I, if if it has anything to do with uh, the actual letters, we're missing E because uh, I don't think there's an F in Greek alphabet. We have A B C. Uh, missing what? Epsilon. We have A B D G. That might just be it. It might just be the four ones. But then what does that have to do with anything? We have the prostrate yourself before the Red Queen. If we knew where the Red Queen was, we could lay down in front of it, which feels like the right thing to do. Which Justin tried with the poster. We have three plates, one for the walrus, one for the carpenter, one for the Jabberwocky, and a tray with 40 oysters on it. And two highly unhelpful teammates. And two so, highly unhelpful Okay, teammates. so gamma is the third letter. I just yep. uh, I, Alpha, beta, gamma, delta. So those four... Then I look we at have. then uh, uh I'm stuck <laughs> with the to get the greatest look at you from large to smallest it's, I will view. Does uh Brian, does that have anything to do with the cameras? If we go D G B A Brian does not respond to that, but he goes, uh, you should maybe use some uh, more teamwork, guys. These rooms are all about teamwork. Okay, so I'm gonna line the three of us up from largest to smallest. In front of the mirror? When you stand in front of the mirror, you have to, like, you try to position yourself in normal tallest to smallest, and then you have to shuffle yourself around a bit because of all the distortions. But still, it doesn't seem to be doing anything. The mirror doesn't seem to be that smart. You had, you had that one lead that didn't really pan out without looking yeah. under tables. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, people keep mentioning it. Because when you searched, there was nothing there. Okay. Oh, oh, I, okay. Hey, what what if um I'll tell one of the other two people, the other two, you guys go look under the table. Mm-hmm. Mr. Howe and uh, Jenny, the sauce sauce and boss. Howe looks affronted and he says, I already looked under the table right at the very, very start. I looked at the table then and uh, before I moved yeah, on just, to the puzzle. Uh, Mr. Howe, be a team what? player and look under the table. Did you find hmm. anything when you looked under the, the table? As you ask that, he shakes his head, but then your eyes happen to fall on his pants pocket. 
and you see a curled up piece of paper in those pockets. What's in your pocket, Mr. Howe? Oh, well, this old thing, it's just a bit of junk that was stuck to a table leg. Rubbish, really. It doesn't even have any words on it. What is it? No, no, it doesn't. But when he hands it to you, you do see that it has a picture of three red figures who look somewhat like chess pieces down on their hands and knees in a very low bow. Looks like they are positioned in three different spots, as far from each other as they can possibly be. They're basically on the borders of the page. This is very clearly the bottom half of the ripped poster. And if you take it to back to the other half of the poster and press the two together, the chess figures are clearly bowing towards their queen, despite also being as far away from her as physically possible. Okay, so I'm going to ask Jenny and Hal and I to position ourselves on the far left square opposite the mirror, the middle square opposite the mirror, and the far right square opposite the mirror. And we're all going to prostrate ourselves and lay to the down. All right, you order them to do that. And hey, you, you kind of like being the one in charge. Fantastic. All right, so the three of you bow down deep on your hands and knees towards, what were you facing towards? Sorry? The mirror? Nothing happens. Ah, okay. Wait, is it? Is there a depiction of the queen on the poster? Yes. Okay, let's try facing towards that. All right, you all swivel yourselves back towards the poster, and then a sound effect plays from somewhere in the room. It sounds like it's coming from the right tree where you found a speaker earlier. I want to use Travis's yeah. body to examine that. <laughs> What's the sound effect? Uh, it is a person speaking. What's all this prostrating I hear outside my tree? More brainless supporters of the queen? Ha! She doesn't know her fast from her slow, her high from her low. All her colour is contrary, meaning the opposite of as it should be. Make of that what you will. She despises us, you know. Puts up all sorts of signs to remind us. Do you know she doesn't even know her ABCs from her one, two, threes? Okay. All right. All right, now, okay. So where it says red from large to small is actually from small to large. So that's important. Also, we're going to take the numbers from the clock uh, and we're going to turn that into letters. Uh, so let's see. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. Uh, K, L, M, N, O, O. 14? Is not an O. Well, oh, not sorry. An o. K is 11. L, yeah. M, N, N, A, B, C, D, E. Uh, 19 is C, N. So we have K, N, E, S. Yep, those are the right letters. Uh, okay, that's uh, uh, set the clock to. Uh, one twenty-two. Yep, errant knaves. So you set the clock to one twenty-two, which would be an A and a V, making the word knaves, and you feel them click into place. Those clock hands, and you are feeling very good about yourself. So you wait to see what happens, um, and you wait, and then you look around to see if a hidden message has suddenly been revealed somewhere. Uh, but no, the only movements are. How and Ginny, who are both now poking and prodding around at stuff. Um, oh, 
man, is this happening again? Nothing's happening. You clearly solved a puzzle. You are certain that you've solved a puzzle. Wait, home to subordinate knaves is the tree. Yeah, let's examine the trees again. Any change in the trees? No change in the trees. What about this the signs? This is really frustrating. The signs? No, you, you can't see anything different. This is the worst. Will the clock come off the wall now? It won't. Hey, how and Jenny, y'all do anything? Anything else you haven't told us about? Hal just sort of shrugs and goes, eh, no, nothing here. Uh, Ginny looks a little bit shifty. Jenny. Ginny is currently leaning against the tree uh, and rubbing her head, and she says, uh, no, not at all. In fact, I, I think this room is busted. Didn't the guy say we're supposed to kill a Jabberwocky? I don't see a Jabberwocky or a weapon. Don't we want a weapon? What am I supposed to kill it with this key that fell on my head while you were messing with the clocks? God. Jenny, can, can, <laughs> can I have that key, please? Uh, I'll, I'll trade you the key for some lockpicks. Lockpicks. Oh. Yeah, we'll take the clock hands back off of the clock <laughs> and trade, yeah, trade for the key. Uh, <laughs> All right, she accepts that, but now you're going to have to race out of the cabinet. We do. Okay, we won. Yeah, she sucks. So. We're extremely fast. <laughs> we're two people. Yeah, we're body. two people. We got four legs, and they're all six feet long. All right, so you make it to the cabinet well before her, and then the key that you have, it matches the padlock perfectly. Swing the door open. Ginny has a bit of a grumble. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, if you want to do it that way. All right, now inside the cabinet, you find a safe. And not only is this a safe, it's a safe with a Greek letter keypad. Okay. Your Greek mm. is a tiny bit rusty, but that's okay. Now, not only that, there's some stuff sitting on top of the safe. There is a small pile of plastic puzzle pieces and something else among them. Um, it's another piece of plastic. It uh, doesn't look like a puzzle piece. It's just like a plain triangular plastic shard. Looks like it's been snapped off something. And uh, apologies to you for being virtual, but uh, Bill. Oh, what? What is this? There's a small plastic triangle. Look at this baby. It's a small plastic triangle. A small plastic triangle indeed. I didn't know there were props. I, will I didn't know there were props. I will say, don't don't worry too hard about this. It's I hope you don't have to worry too hard because you don't get this prop. Okay, uh, first yeah. things first. Fol folks at home, if you're listening, I'm pretty sure it's cardboard. <laughs> no, and, this, uh, is, this is expensive. This was uh, made uh, by this an wasn't artisan craftsman. at all just cut off the box that our electric blanket came in. I wouldn't think so based on its quality. <laughs> Let's put together that Humpty Dumpty, sir. Okay, now... Let's take a look at this. You ready, Billy? You ready? <laughs> Am I ready? It's already in the chat. Oh, my God. Okay. So for people playing oh, at home man. have a PC okay. on hand, you can do this puzzle. puzzle. Okay, Justin, you, you keep asking questions and doing other stuff. No, I can do this. <laughs> no, I'm doing it. I'll do the puzzle. <laughs> no. I'm doing it. I'm doing the puzzle. I want, can... I want dead air while I do this puzzle. No, no Justin. Look, you can I'm both doing do the, the puzzle, puzzle. And you can narrate the process. I'm, ooh, I'm, ooh, an edge. I'm taking pieces. this website that we've used is very helpful in that once you finish the puzzle, it takes you to a page where you can then click the image and see it without any of the puzzly lines. Well, we're racing now. I guess now Ooh, we're it's racing. It's a puzzle Daniels. race. And off they go. Who's winning? Uh, nobody knows. He's, he's done a lot of puzzle, puzzle escape rooms. 
But that doesn't mean anything, Justin. This I'm barely paying attention, you see? <laughs> In fact, Travis, why don't you tell some people about our upcoming book? Yeah. Everybody has a podcast. Oh, well, Justin, it's so funny you should bring that up. It's a podcasting book called Everybody Has a Podcast Except You, and it'll teach you how to make a podcast that you're proud of. Oh, yeah? Tell me some of the chapter names. Uh, <laughs> what are some of the different chapters people you know nobody knows justin nobody knows for sure it's oh a... i think you could come on don't That's... be humble oh travis I... always does this could you favor us with a selection you know could you maybe read a selection oh, justin i wish book? i could but you know that's something that you got to say for marriage. <laughs> well, that doesn't make any sense in no, this context, Trav. Uh, I think it really does when you think about it. Okay, I got the bottom edge done. <laughs> now, Who wait, wait, wait. Are you so wait? You're still working on the. I thought we were. You're gonna plug our book while we. Oh, I thought. Oh, this is so embarrassing. I thought you were plugging the book. No, no, no. You didn't think that. We were very clear. Mm. I think we we all knew what we were getting into okay, here. I got the top edge done. Now, come on. <laughs> Well, Travis, I, this I, is, I was plugging it effectively. Maybe you could you just say. tell me exactly which chapters you wrote in the book and how much all the best they are ones, Justin. Justin's you know chapters. the funny ones; those were mine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, I feel pretty see, good about see, it. Writing a podcasting book is a lot like putting together a puzzle. Something Travis does very quickly. Um, that's that's good. <laughs> all right, I've solved it, but I want to give Travis a little time because you know how he gets. <laughs> I've got the top half done. Well, that, I mean, that's huge, Trev. I finished the puzzle. Three-fourths get I, the walrus said. Ten served without their shells. And for my friend beside me, just nine will do quite well. No shells for me, the friend declared. I'd rather eat them fast. And all we leave goes to the grievous beast, to have at last to call the beast towards his feast a certain noise must ring shake the plate with fewest shells and beastie you will bring all right so so we're going to put we're going to uh ignore because we're going to do the opposite of the red so we're going to put uh 30 is there a way to separate the oysters from the shells yes very okay. much so you can open them up and you can take the oysters out of the shells are they real oysters? No, or are they nice, they're very friendly good plastic. Fakes. Okay, good. I was gonna say that's a that's a virtual OHS risk. Uh, okay, we're gonna do thirty on the walrus plate. What plate is next to the walrus? Is that carpenter? Carpenter. Yes. We're going to put ten on there. Oh, excuse me, nine on there, and one on the Jabberwocky. Yeah. And then we're going to shake right. the plate with the most shells. Uh, Which would be the walrus. Well, tell me a little bit about what you've done shell-wise. Yeah, the, so we do, there's, on the walrus's plate, we want to put 20 straight oysters and 10 oysters in the shell. Okay. 20 oysters, 10 oysters in shells. Fantastic. All shells for the nine that we give to the carpenter. Fantastic. And then the last oyster... Is going to go to the Jabberwocky. Great. And where are you putting all those shells that you didn't use? Back on the middle plate. All right. And so then tell me, what was your last step after putting everything uh, around? I'm going to shake the middle plate. The one with the most shells. The platter. 
The clattering of the shells echoes through the room. Even Ginny stops moving to watch, and she's been, like, beside you, grabbing shellless oysters and shoving them in her pockets. All of a sudden, the lights in the room start flashing on and off, and through the sound system, you hear a deep, sonorous, bestial scream blast at you. The floor underneath your feet actually trembles. And not only that, from one of those weird floor holes, the one at the very top far left, a small blast of steam comes out of it. And from Tweedledee's tree, the speaker, you hear his voice again. Oh, you've done it now, haven't you? The queen may not know her one, two, threes, but the beast surely does! And you understand what's happening. The sound of that food has brought the Jabberwocky closer towards you, and it's now roaming the area under the floor. The steam is its hot breath, and oop, there's another plume right now from the third crack from the left. Oh, it's moving around. You're going to have to slay it somehow, but you haven't even, you don't even have a weapon. What are you supposed to do? I would like to, on the uh, safe, mm -hmm. I would like to enter the symbols we have found d based on uh, their heights compared to oh, the floor. Interesting. So the starting one would be, I believe, gamma, which is on the floor. And then, where's the delta camera? Delta's on the floor. Yeah, I think delta was on the floor, gamma was in the mirror. Right. Now, this is frustrating. The one above the cabinet and the one on the mirror, it's a bit hard to tell. They look like they're roughly at the same height. So maybe it's not a height thing. Hmm. If we look in the mirror, is there is there anything approximately where the cameras are? Is there anything? Ah, okay. So you don't notice anything new, but when you do that, you do notice that the cameras themselves are very much size distorted. Oh, Okay. We're going to do so, the um, smallest to smallest largest. Smallest to the largest. All right. So going through that, just as a bit of a quick look. So the one on the door, it's been distorted to about the size of a melon. The one over the cabinet, melon seed. The one on the floor looks about the size of a grapefruit. And the one on the mirror itself, it's just a little more like the size of a grape. Okay, so we're going to do G, B, D, A. So gamma, beta... Delta Alpha. Wait, okay. The door is the size of a melon. Yes. Oh, the melon cabinet seed. is the okay. size of a melon seed. So B G D A. All right. You plug that in and the safe <laughs> makes a happy little chiming noise. The door clicks open, and inside you find a long, slender, not all that heavy sword. Okay. And just as you do that. There's another plume of smoke now from the third hole from the right. I remember where the first ones came from. The first one came from the leftmost one. Uh-huh. Then the third crack from the left. Uh-huh. Now you're at third from the right. The Jabberwocky is circling. I, I'm gonna stab the sword down into the far right. You do that, you stab down into the far right, and you hear a bit of an angry roar sound, but another plume of steam comes at you from the whole second from the left. Ah, you must have gotten the wrong one. Okay. Oh, where's it gonna be? Where's it gonna be? So, far left, and then the left. Uh, I think it's second from the right. You stab your sword in the hole second from the right, and this time, 
A high shriek blasts through the speaker system as your sword pierces the floor. Then you hear the far off recorded sound of a little crowd cheering. Hey, hey, other half of my brain, how did you know that? He was, maybe I'm wrong, I'm gonna look like an idiot, but uh, (laughs) he moved two, then three, then four, and then I counted five over from second to the right. You're 100% right. I'm glad Jabberwocky half my brain knew that. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. I was told there'd be no maths. You're, and, and then you I think you were told later that that was incorrect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was expunged from the record. Okay, okay, okay. You also had no problem with oyster math. Well, that was different. I love oysters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Mr. Howe claps his hands together. Sounds like we did it. Good teamwork, everybody. Open communication and proper delegation. That's the key to success. Meanwhile, Ginny, she's already got the cabinet padlock and one of the mini cameras that she must have wrenched out really hard in her pocket. So now Zombie Brian steps in and gives you congratulations. Apparently you had one and a half minutes left on the clock, which he tells you is really good. Now, you aren't totally sure if he's telling the truth, either about it being good or about you having a minute and a half left, but eh, you accept it. I mean, you've survived the room. You think that your job is intact. You didn't explode on vent all at your boss oh you say suddenly and you realize oh man you were almost as bad as Ginny. you you tell brian i found something in the room with the puzzle pieces must have broken off something and you try to hand him the plastic shard that you never used and he looks puzzled uh, nothing in our rooms has anything like that in it eh, i guess you can keep it as a souvenir oh great plastic triangle Uh, But Ginny looks jealous, so you'll take it. You all part ways and you head home. You open your front door, you greet your fiancé, you go about your evening. And absolutely nothing. How nice! (laughs) And, well, yeah, and absolutely nothing nothing of interest happens for the rest of the day. And when you're in bed, lights off, you roll over as you're. so you're facing the window. Not for any reason, you know, just the way you felt like lying. And you think for a second that you see a flash of red light in the window's reflection, but then it's gone. You fall asleep and totally wiped from your mind. 